Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're clear to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode, yet again, of Fly Cool Shit, powered by Lyft Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. Welcome. Hey Jeff. Hey Mark. What a day. I am great. You know why I had a great day? So apparently my wife follows the news and she let me know about this uh, passenger that lands a small plane in Florida after the pilot falls ill or something. Some shit. Did you hear about this? We we gotta we need a breaking news like (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Pilots are are irrelevant. Pilots were made irrelevant today. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Like make it challengeable. Like pilot landed but went off the runway a little bit and survived. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This guy landed a Cessna Caravan 208. Um with he had no flying experience. Granted, um, I watched the video. You could tell it's on autopilot, but absolutely had to click it off at some point, and you know, basically land the airplane. So it's pretty impressive. I think we should send him an email and ask him to come on our show because we're kind of legit. That'd man. be a good idea. Can you imagine yeah. if he was like, "Sure," I'm like, yeah, "No idea what you're getting yourself into." <laughs> <laughs> ask him all these questions. He's like, "Dude, I'm not a pilot." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, that was cool. that's like everybody. I think that's every pilot's dream in an airline. Like when you're on a trip, like please let this this pilot die so I can take over and fly and be a hero. Put me in, and, coach. Yeah, exactly. With my luck, you know, like my biggest fear is like I would be on the plane and like somehow like the two pilots up front, you know, um, I don't know, just like fainted, but they survived. Like let's not be too morbid. My biggest fear is that some some like serious driver would be like on the plane too, who is like double my age, and he would say, "Be like, I got this," and I'd be like, "No, no, no, I got this." And then everybody would want the older guy just because he's older. You know what I mean? That's my fear. <laughs> Little do they know, you yeah. can work your way around an airplane. No, no, serious <laughs> driver can't. No, 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 Jack. There's no parachute on this plane. My airplane. <laughs> I have control. There's no return to land. What, what's that? What's that button that they have on them now? Yeah, they have like that blue button, like the the. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it, it's basically like a land me, <laughs> land me button. Now, what I'd be curious to know because that seems kind of cool. So, like, if you press that, um, does you know? Not that the plane's gonna not going to be worth you know going to be written up by an insurance company, but. Is there like a post check you got to do? Because they should just make that available just like an autopilot because that'd be fun. So um, I haven't flown a Cirrus. I'm trying to think how long, it's been a long time. Um, back then, they had a button that was basically like any attitude you could be in, you could press that button and it would get you out of it. Nice. Um, I think it's even gone a step further where like it's literally an auto land function now where like, um, the the automation will land the airplane, which 
you know, airliners have had Autoland for decade, decades. Um, so it's not new in, in terms of uh, conception, but uh, definitely in the GA world, it's pretty. I will say, you know, people people shit on Cirruses, Cirri. Um, they're pretty amazing airplanes. And, you know, I know people give Cirrus pilots a lot of crap about not, you know, not aviating and this and that. But you do have to think, like, technologically, we're moving away from the days of, like, I'm going to auger this thing in on a highway and just hope for the best. You know, like, it's just kind of a different technology and a different way of thinking. And I'm not defending Cirrus. Uh, I, there's definitely been those times where it's like, dude, you could have you could have landed. Why'd you pull the chute? Yeah. But technologically, they're pretty advanced airplanes. They're pretty amazing. If I could no, afford no. one, they, they'd be a great four-seat single-place non-pressurized airplane because they're fast. They're super comfortable. It's like getting an Alexis. They're super comfortable. Yeah. Air conditioning, turbo. They're super nice. Fixed gear. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's I, crazy? I think they're good airplanes. Not crazy, but you know what's really neat is they do the whole red carpet, like literally the red carpet treatment. So I think it's. Oh, yeah. You go to Duluth. Is it Duluth, right? Yeah. The Duluth plant. Um, oh, they roll out all the stops for you. That's nice. You know, you feel special and everything like that. Who doesn't want to feel special? I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of feeling special, we have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of I've red heard- carpet. We what do we, what Mr. Uh, Mr. Bicep McMurray? What's his what's his code name for the show? Do we give him one? Like Joey Bowflex? <laughs> Joey Bowflex. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Joey Bowflex. Oh God, we're so good. Um, yeah, so Joey Bowflex was in Joey Bo. What's up, Joey I'll B? Be, I'll be honest. Like, there's <laughs> I'm laughing, but Bentonville doesn't look that bad to live. After all the pictures he posted, like I wouldn't, if I had to move there, uh, I'd be a little excited right now. I'm going to, I'm going to make it a, a counter to that. Well, here's what I'll say. What we watched, what Joe McMurray posted on, on social media over the last, let's call it week. Okay. Several days. Okay. Incredible. Thank you, Joe. Was the, the, yeah, thank you. Um, It was very fun to watch Um, was the equivalent of going on vacation and doing Coke and posting. (laughs) It was fantasy land. It was fantasy land. Nobody moves to Bentonville and can live like that. How can you live like that? 365. What he did. There's no way. You know what I've always wondered is like, cause you know, if for anybody living on the moon, uh, Bentonville's uh, headquarters of Walmart, but do you think they have all their stores and it just doesn't cost like it's just all sponsored by Walmart and you could just go in there and you get groceries, but you don't pay for anything? Like everything's just like on the on the arm. <laughs> you know you what know? I mean? <laughs> like I feel like probably a, I feel like buying a Vespa today. I'm gonna go over down to a uh, Second Street and and pick one up. You just walk in there, sign some <laughs> papers, and that's it. <laughs> Dude, how funny would it be? Like you know, Stu and like his buddies are like, "Dude, you guys want to like." He doesn't want to like go grab Vespas and we'll just go off road them and, you know, drink some, drink some beer and like just off road these Vespas and just, we'll just fucking leave them out in the, in the desert or not in the, yeah. de- in the countryside. Yeah. Just launch them off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. Ghost yeah. ride them. You know, camp, <laughs> campers, campers are like stumble upon like nine <laughs> Vespas randomly. Like what the hell is this shit? This one's got 7.3 miles on it. <laughs> <laughs> these are brand there's there's nine brand new vespas out here 
Dude, but like, <laughs> why it, is there a bunch of Walmart trash bags? It's so clean over. It's like it's such a clean town. The the airport is like you can it. It seems like you could do whatever the hell you want. I mean, oh, I guess I'm gonna tell you. I mean, you can. When I landed there, it was bedlam, dude. I'm like, who's who? That town is so crazy. There will be. A, I promise you this. There will be a documentary on Bentonville, Arkansas someday. We need to get in. I it. promise you. It's insane, <laughs> dude. It's insane. I'm landing a private jet there and Mustangs and Spitfires and everything else you could think of are just hauling ass in the pattern. Like I'm talking 350 miles an hour. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say do. who it was. So you can't bust them, whatever. But dude, it was crazy. It was insanity. They're making the gun ports a whistle on a P-51 Mustang. You got to haul ass, dude. Yeah. They they run that town. And it's just nobody cares. The town is super nice, super clean. We should do it. happy. We should do adult spring break there. Like next next spring, you know, I'll tell them. We'll tell our wife. That would like, be fun, dude. Next, I got spring break coming up. Sorry. She's like, where are you going, Miami? Going to Cancun? No, Bentonville. 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 <laughs> real, real rager. <laughs> yeah. Dude, let's bring oh, the wives. We'll bring the wives, you know, and, and we'll just take it over, dude. Oh, take that'd be so much fun. Let's bring massage there as yeah. like as like a sacrificial lamb, like a like a. <laughs> we will carry him in horizontal, yeah. like you and I will carry him, and we we will present him to Philip and be yeah. like, "Here you go." We'll kneel down. We'll get, we'll get him high. We'll just I don't know, like a on a branch. You know what I mean? On a spit. Um, yeah. yeah. Here you go. Listen, <laughs> we we brought him to you. You yeah, so it. Joe, Joe went out there for, you know, gosh, it seemed like a week and just was wined and dined and corsaired and mustanged and game birded oh, uh, up to his up to his elbows. And uh, it worked. I mean, I don't know how public it is, but I saw some posts. I don't think it is public. No, I saw some posts. Well, that's true. I was just thinking that as I said that, because, yeah, but he um, said that Blanca, his wife said yes. Yeah, it so sounds like. You know, it sounds like Joey, Joey Boflex is getting, is getting the game bird. <laughs> I'm, I'm Joey, excited for him. Joey, Joey Boflex is getting a Joey, Joey game bird. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, I like everybody, all my, all my extra friends, um, you know, the ones that, you know, just so bite, they shit on me for, for liking the game bird. But I like, there's so many cool things about it. And honestly, I love the NG too. And, um, you know, and I would never. I can't afford to buy an, a new NG or a new Game Bird, but at the use, it's be, it's going to be really interesting to see the used market. You know, a couple of years down, and and um, you know, depending on price and and how the airplane is, I mean, nothing wrong with there's there's nothing not to say there's nothing wrong, but like you know, I might go Game Bird. I might, I I might I might jo- I might join Joey Bowflex and um, and uh, Bentonville. Give me a game I think bird. you know if if you're going to compare the the game bird to an NG, you know they're they're priced so similarly. It's like I hate to use this comparison because it it makes it sound like I'm I'm dogging on on game bird, which I'm not. But it's like you know you take uh, a uh, I don't know a BMW, and then you compare it to I don't know a Lexus. 
and then you say they're the same price, but you can get one that has a, you know, it's a back comparison. I'm not even going to finish it, but like, <laughs> where are you extra, going? Like, <laughs> you know, well, I'm just, you know, like extra is like very, very well known. They're the staple. Let's let's, let's yeah. not make any mistake about it. Look at a T-bone the, sticking your head up a butcher's ass. But <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's a good. That's uh, Tommy, Tommy Boy. Yeah, Tommy Boy. Very good. Bravo. <laughs> God, I love that movie. Forget I, I followed you. I followed um, you. Yeah, you know, it's like you're you're talking about. You're paying for a pedigree. You're paying for a heritage. You're paying for honestly. You're you're paying into a little bit of a cult, and I mean that in a good way. Like, what's well, established you know, when you buy an NG. Absolutely. And you're, you're, you're buying into a world that is the highest pedigree, highest winning, the winningest composite and or traditional monoplane in the aerobatic category that's ever existed. No airplanes won more world championships. You know, no airplane has a higher safety um, record in that space, in the in the monoplane, high performance, unlimited monoplane space, than extra, yeah. and I and anybody can challenge me on that. Zivco, let's be real, the Edge Five Forty has a dog shit fucking record. It hasn't yeah. won shit, and it's killed a lot of people. You know, it's kind of a, it's it really. I love the, the Edge, and there's been people that have been very successful in it. And Kirby has flown one. Um, there's been a few others that have flown one uh, very successfully in their careers for. A long time now going on decades right how yeah. long has kirby been flying one over 20 years oh at least i mean it's gonna be it's gotta be 27 years i think yeah i mean we're, we're approaching on maybe 30 years um but it hasn't it seems won like shit when those things it really bite. has killed a lot of people yeah it's like those they things hard. they bite fucking hard like you don't even see it coming kind yep. of like the cap 10 with the fucking wing just coming off with the wing spar yep you know yep, absolutely you know scary shit um so yeah, you know, you, when you buy an extra, like you, you are buying that and, and extra knows that. And that's why they're charging what they charge. That's why they do what they do. That's why they don't have to make any, there's no dog and pony show. It's like, you are buying the airplane. You're buying this airplane because you're, this is the airplane that you want. And we know why you want it. Yeah. Um, you know, and we can go, we can compare monoplanes, uh, all day long. I, I don't think statistically you can, you can pit even Sukhoi. Sukhoi would probably what second to an extra in terms of wins. I'd have to look. I'd have to like go back and look. Well, now yeah. I would imagine Sukhoi's. Yeah, now yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, in terms of monoplanes, I'm just saying monoplanes. I'm not. I'm not going to go back and look at you know way yeah. back and, and look at biplanes and all that stuff. We'll but, get some idiot that you know the weak solution. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Um. So. You know, it carries a, it carries a certain reputation, and um, when you when you buy an NG, you're assuming that that it's going to carry that same. That well, let same me let me ask pedigree. you a question. What do you think? You can say, um, well, what do you think looks better, a single place canopy game bird or an NG? And you could say same, better, or less. I think the NG looks better because I I think the NG looks extra. Yeah, you know, I really. I've just always, I and, and yeah, okay. Am I an extra fanboy? Sure, call me whatever. I've always thought the extra has been such a beautiful airplane. I, I, yeah, I, you know, yeah. Is the three hundred L? Does the three hundred L look the best out of any extra ever built? Uh, you know, no. Well, look, how about I don't the three hundred L today with the wing? That's a good talk. We need to not, get into that not, too. Not um, the wing, the airframe, or sorry, yeah, the airframe. 
so let's let's pin that because I want uh I do want to finish the game bird versus extra thing. Um, oh, we can finish it now. We I, won't. I like I, I like game bird. I I mean I like the game bird. In fact, the the um picture that they posted today of that the one with the thunderbird scheme, uh, top down. That's a good looking airplane from the top down. Does it have does it have angles that I don't like? Absolutely. I, I there I will be you know we've talked about it on the podcast. There are certain angles. If you take a picture below the wing, looking up at the airplane, it looks like a fucking Harman rocket. There's no mistake in it, um, or there's no there's no mincing words. It looks like a Harman rocket. Right. Um, do I like the dual place uh, or the two place canopy? Not necessarily. I think it. I think the Game Bird does look better with a single place. Oh, but I love the single place canopy on the Game Bird. I do too. I and do I'll- think I like the canopy on the NG, the the two place. I, I think that looks really good to the point where. I I do really want to see a single place canopy on the NG, but it, I don't think it needs one. Whereas I think the game bird needs one. You're flying that by yourself. Yeah. Go single place canopy. And I'll be honest with you. Um, I happen to, um, you gotta, you really gotta go fly, you, you know, you, but <clears throat> the, the seating position in the game bird, I liked better than the extra, the two place extras. And even the SC, to be honest, um, it's a really nice seat. Uh, uh, why so? Or how so? It's, it's in between. Like the, is it the angle? Yeah, it's just like it's one. It's from what I remember, it's one piece. It's got a nice curve to it by your ass. Um, you know your your hamstrings really aren't hitting the uh, the end of the seat. Um, I go on about the interior and uh, about the rudder pedal setup and all that stuff, but like just ergonomically, um, I think out of all aerobatic planes, and I haven't sat in the NG yet, but um, ergonomically, I mean for me. Um, I happen to like it a lot, like a lot, a lot, because it felt Sukhoi. It felt like Sukhoi and Extra, you know, went out on a date and and Sukhoi or Extra got the second base. Like really nice. Okay. You know, so I I have sat in the NG and it's very comfortable. It is a very comfortable airplane. It's actually shocking. It's a little intimidating because, you know, we're so used to hopping in an airplane and seeing the skeletons. Yeah. Right. The fuselage, you know, like. Shit, my airplane, I can I can like tilt my head around the 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 dash and I can see wires. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> not that wires are sticking out, but it's you know, the 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 older the older extras, the the um the panel is just like one sheet. There's no siding to it. So like you can like tilt your head or look under and it's like you see the gauge, the sides of the gauges, you see everything. Whereas the NG you hop in, you're like, this is like a Cirrus. Things are closed up. Like you can't, you can't really inspect things like you do um, in a in a typical aerobatic airplane. When I say typical, I mean like Pitts, Sukhoi, extra, every other extra. Um, I mean shit. Every just every, just about every aerobatic airplane that's not carbon monocoque. You know, so yeah. it is. It is kind of a weird. It's a weird feeling. You get in there, you're like, wow, this is like spaceship. Yeah, but it feels pretty comfortable. It's it's pretty ergonomic and comfortable. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, it's clean cut. I haven't sat in the uh, GB one, but I, I do want to sit in the in the GB one. I think you'll like it. I mean, you and I aren't, you know, for somebody that I don't know how it works with somebody who's tall. I mean, Joe seems to be to liked it, so that's I'd love to get his uh, feedback, and I can't wait. But you know, I'm five yeah. nine, and it it fit me really nice, and. I can't say it lands easier than an extra because the extra lands easy, uh, but they land. Su- it lands super easy. It tracks tracks really. Uh, it was just had rain, so the runway was was soaking wet. 
Uh, but it, you know, tracks super, super straight. Um, but I, I really liked it. And, um, you know, I got to fly an NG, not that, you know, it's just a waste of money for whoever's letting me fly it. But, um, I'd love to do a little bit of a comparison. Um, but it's, it's a tough choice, man. I think it comes down to apples and oranges. I think it really does. Cause you have great product support here in the state with Gamebird. You know, I heard yeah. the, I heard the, yeah. uh, you know, replacement parts aren't expensive here. Um, you know, the, for lack of better words there, um, you don't have to wait for shipping overseas. You know, obviously it's backed by a major company and, and major person there. Um, so it has a lot of great things going for it. Um, you know, as far as holding value possibly and, and just, just product support in general. Right. I, I think that's a, a big reason why people are buying them right now. Yeah. And not, not to say that extra like isn't supporting um, their airplane, but it is nice to be able to call somebody in either the same time zone or a couple time zones off call that day and have a part shipped out. That, yeah. that just doesn't happen with extra. You know, you can call Southeast Aero or um, gosh, what is it called now? Shit. Oh, extreme Aero sports. Um, extreme Aero sports. Um, and, and if they have it in stock, you can get it, but clearly that's been you're 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 calling a middleman. Well, you know, there's AJ. no, and I'm sure there's going to be. What's that? Look at AJ with the uh, the the header the acro tank that cracked. Yeah, his, has his act. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, get yeah. A re- he couldn't like, get a replacement when he's got to weld it. And that kind of sucks because yeah. like, but I know, don't think that would happen with Gamebird if that ever could happen with the game. I'm not sure about the fuel system to be honest, but. You know. Yeah, and honestly, like you know, I know the big verdict is out in the critics, um, and they're and this is um, justified. You know, um, are worried about the longevity of the game bird. Absolutely, it's a new, it's a new design. It's a new company. Um, how how long have these airplanes? How many years has the has the production game bird been sold? The four years, uh, maybe five. Was it twenty nineteen? Wasn't it? So it's nice. It's, we're Maybe 2018. I don't know. It's somewhere around that time. Um, so who has, you know, who has the oldest production game bird or the highest time production game bird right now? Who knows? And what, what is it experience? Like you, you, I think the weird thing about game bird and you know, people are like this in general where like something will happen and they kind of keep it close in. I'm an open book. So if like, if I break something on the extra, it's like, I'll post that shit and be like, Hey, watch out for this. Cause yeah. I broke, if I broke it, anybody can break it. It's not and your fault. People have always been, that's always been off putting to people. I, I remember when I, I, I posted a picture of the trim tab. I, that broke when I was flying a 300 L and, uh, everybody was like, dude, why would you post that? And it's like, because I want, you know, if we don't talk about what's breaking on these airplanes, whether we did it intentionally or whether we were hard on the airplane or not, to which I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm hard on airplanes. Um, you know, whatever the reason may be, we can learn from this. And, and if there's a failure point, if there's a trend, this is big from the airline world. It's like, if, if everybody in a vacuum doesn't say something, we don't know, we can't spot trends. And it's like, uh, a good example of that is, is the rudder cable, uh, emergency AD that came out on extras. You know, it's like a couple came into Southeast arrow, you know, hanging on by, a, by a thread and they lost one side of the cable on one of the airplanes and I think they were able to land, but it's like, then you start inspecting these airplanes and you know what? Sure. Shit. The cables that, came on these airplanes, the non-galvanized cables were breaking. Yeah. And we wouldn't have known that if everybody had just been quiet. 
And, and it even is kind of crazy. Arrow, even if Southeast Arrow was able to say something and be like, oh shit, this is a problem. Because if, yeah. if it was just, you know, Joe the mechanic down the street, um, no, no, uh, making no offense to anybody that's not in a major uh, mechanic shop, but it's like, hey, there would be no onus on them to say anything. And then it's, if you're not talking in the community, if we're not talking, yeah. shit, nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. And it's, I gotta be honest. I mean, I love, I love my extra, uh, but you know, I love your I, extra too, by the way. <laughs> thanks. Oh, I love yours. Mm. <laughs> um, Aww. But like extra if, love, if there's ever like something like, let's say, um, I don't want to like do any specifics here, but let's say like some random aircraft manufacturer has like a, somebody had like a, a an issue, like not cat catastrophe, but an issue. Everybody like, is like, Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. This is, you know, some people make a big deal out of it. But meanwhile, like <laughs> extra, you know, planes are breaking all the time. And like, everybody's like, oh, well, it's because of this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, fuel cells, Longerons, tail AD, landing gear. Um, you know, the uh, the bell cranked to the uh, aileron on the new SCs broke. Like, there's been a lot yep. of fucked up shit. Not fucked up. There's been a lot of <laughs> repairs that, and, 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 um, and parts and and things breaking on the airplane, but it it seems why is that like why <laughs> that must be so frustrating for other aircraft manufacturers. <laughs> well, in engineering and and you know design, where where are these like you know you make something robust? Like one thing that okay, I'll give you a good example. One thing that hasn't been really talked about a whole lot is that we've seen some torque tubes break on extras. And everybody keeps really hush hush, really quiet. Doesn't want to know. Doesn't want. Doesn't want anybody else to know. Just like, hey, we're just gonna, you know, hush hush fix this stuff. And it's like, I would imagine from an engineering yeah. standpoint, you know, you design these things to be pretty robust and strong. But you know, nobody can truly. You can model out fatigue and corrosion and stress on a on a component, but uh, you just don't know how something's gonna kind of work in the in the real world necessarily and that's that, that would be my guess as to why some of these things are, are just kind of failing it's like you, you you take something that's already tried and true but look at how we're operating these airplanes i mean yeah i mean f- fucking aj like you know that poor guy has had everything on his airplane break yeah um <laughs> and I, I don't necessarily think it's yeah i don't you know i don't think it's him being too hard on the airplane although you know he's flying it hey since when does anybody have an sc that doesn't fly hard, right? Every SC gets flown hard. And so I think, you know, the SC is a really good litmus test of how do these airplanes handle under unlimited aerobatics over and over and over again. And I think overall they handle themselves really well, but you know, uh, yeah. shit's going to break. That poor airplane reminds me, you ever seen a movie? You, you've seen Aladdin, right? Yeah. And like the Sultan has that parrot, you know, um, <laughs> what was the parrot's name? Gilbert Gottfried did the voice. Oh, Iago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Iago. Yep. So yeah, HA's plane is like Iago and like the Sultan stuffing crackers is like every pilot that's flown that SC because AJ, you know, fucking <laughs> flew the piss out of it. And then before that, Dave Martin had it. And then before that, every like everybody was unlimited. It was the it was the next generation airplane. So everybody was beaten on it and seeing what it can do. It's just getting crackers yeah. stuffed down its throat the whole time. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> And the fact that it's taken what it's taken is is actually a huge testament. Yeah, I, I mean, no, what other airplane would stand up to that? I, um, I don't know. 
And it didn't. And it didn't at times, which is good because it because that airplane was kind of guinea pig to what needed to be beefed up. Yeah. Know, with the SCs. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I find it really. What serial funny. number is that? Is that serial number one? It's one, but it doesn't. It, so that airplane's got a different wing, different ailerons. Yeah. No spades. Bigger rudder. I'm not sure about the horizontal stab. Um, I am, and I'm. I don't want to go out on a limb and guess. I'm pretty sure the elevator's different, but whatever. Uh, the wing is super light on it. It's a great airplane, uh, but like it's just been it's been ridden fucking hard, you know. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, but I just like I, just to get back to it, like I just think it's really interesting that like you know if something happens on an extra, it's like everybody is not hush hush, but like they don't make a big deal out of it, right? And then like if something happens on another airplane, it's like oh my god, like this is a death trap, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a second, like uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens to extras here. Let's not. Oh, absolutely. Let's not beat around absolutely. the bush. Um, yeah, but no, anyway, absolutely. what I've been holding in that I want to talk about and I'll forget if I, if we don't go ADD for a second is Kermit weeks, okay, let's go ADD Kermit weeks. I guess somebody came to fantasy of flight and was like, I want to rebuild your weeks biplane or weeks pits or whatever. Not the, not the six yeah. cylinder one, the four cylinder, not, one. not the solution. Right. But the special. Yeah. And he's, whatever been, it is. he's been posting well, reposting pics of this guy rebuilding, but how cool would that be to have Kermit get back into, you know, airbags? I mean, I let's, you know, let's face it. He's never going to come to a competition, but like just to no, have him flying. How a cool again, yeah. Just to see him fly aerobatics. Yeah. And like, that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. And, uh, cause I remember, oh, what was it? 2000. I went with my dad and, um, some guys from the airport, I was a kid, but it was 2001 um, where Fond, not Fond du Lac, Lakeland, they had the World Airbag Championships where Rachmanin yeah. uh, won. And um, he hosted a dinner at Fantasy of Flight, um, like a bank quote. Oh, like cool. a, oh, it's fucking killer. Um, and like the guy has just made such an, such, not made, but like he's done so many great things in airbags and, and, and gotten so many awards and and wins and everything like that, and maybe we got to try to 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 tow him back into, uh, you know, aerobatics, and being around it a little bit. He's one of those guys that like kind of an unsung hero. Yeah, right. Because he did really well. Absolutely. And even that Absolutely. video in the in, in arguably the heyday. Yeah, remember that video that somebody posted or he posted of him flying the uh, weak solution, the uh, black. And with yellow stripe and six cylinder uh, biplane, and he did the freestyle with it. I mean, that would be yeah. I don't know if it would it would be uh, Bobby Holly, but like that would win second place. There's no doubt. It was a pretty good free dude. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was cool. I mean, like usually, like you know, like when you watch a YouTube video, do you do what I do? Like I'll watch like thirty seconds, maybe forty five, and then I'll like ah, I'll fast forward and, and go to the next. Yeah. But like that video, I watched the whole thing. That video takes your attention span. Yeah. It keeps your attention span, I guess. And I he was say. he was fucking he was squeezing every little bit out of that thing to do what it was doing. Like there's no doubt. Yeah. I almost want to say hard, like man. I wonder was he as good as Leo at the same time? I think so. Right? Honestly, I think so. Why not? I think so. Um I I, I really think so. 
Yeah. And I think if he would have done air shows and or continued, he he would have a different legacy than I think he has now. I think he's known and you know what? I maybe people that maybe are so I'm 40, so maybe people that are maybe 10 years older, maybe do regard him a little bit differently, but me, I I see Kermit Weeks as the Warbird guy and not the aerobatic yeah. guy. When that yeah. that guy was no joke. Kermit was no fucking joke. He was no joke. He was yeah. an incredible aerobatic pilot. And good for um, him for And I, he doesn't really aviation. get that. Oh, dude, he obviously, you know, he, he's dedicated his life to it and he's and it shows, you know. He's got some really really cool airplanes and it must be you know, and I don't know, it'd be great to get him on the podcast to ask him why cuz like you know, did it just turn off? You know, people people grow out of the sport, and it's like as soon as you don't do it anymore, you get you get kind of forgotten about. I don't know. It seems like with- he like disappeared like in a in a snap, and that screams yeah. politics to me. That's like something must have happened, and like he probably he was Indeed. like, you know what, fuck this shit, like you know, and uh, I'm gonna fuck you. I'm gonna build a million square foot building and buy <laughs> all these planes. <laughs> yeah. But um, now it's it'd be interesting. And he seems like, honestly, it seems like he puts on a little bit of an act when he does his videos on Facebook or whatever. But like, he seems really down to earth. Like if he if if he came seems on, like he a very nice guy, right? Like, just like whatever, like I'm doing my thing. And like, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, then like, whatever. See you. Yeah. You know, I agree. Oh, man. No, he's cool. He's cool. And I'm excited for that pits too, or weak solution. To, uh, I gotta rewatch. Is he gonna the fly it when it gets restored? Is he gonna fly it? He has to. I mean, he ref- he flies everything that gets restored. He has to. Yeah, we should send him some uh, Avi Sport gloves. Let's do it. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited for our um, our retirement company. Sit <laughs> <laughs> on, on an island somewhere. Yeah, just feel like. Sending, you know, you and I can have a tattoo across our t- chest of our logo, and I'll have half of it. And you can have the other half. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I'm, I'd be happy to get an Avisport tattoo if I can retire on it. Oh my god, I do dude, this. If, if somebody was like, you can retire now with this company, like future genie person was like, I will make all your dreams come true with Avisport, and you can retire if you can get Avisport tattooed across your forehead. Be like, <laughs> numb me Sign up me and sit me down. <laughs> yep. Yep. Bring that needle. Let's go. Hell yeah. Oh my God. My poor wife looking up at me. We're in bed. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> heavy panting. <sighs> <laughs> heavy, heavy breathing. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah. No, Dude, let's, super uh, can, we, can we talk about um, the extra uh, that was posted today? Yeah. 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 So what's the deal? So somebody posted an extra. I think it was Chad Barber yeah. for sale. Um, if you want to go look at it, it's on Barnstormers. It's 159K. Um, it's He's got the deal. Yeah. So it had, from what I remember, uh, 48 and change hours, 4,800. 4,765. All right. So 4,800 hours. Yep. And there's this thing. And I've heard like every like year and a half, this, this, uh, this, Thing comes up about like lifetime on extras, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what I've heard is it's 6,000 hours and like Walter, like never anticipated in his lifetime an extra getting to that high of time. 
or it'd be like, you know, really like years and years down the road. And I heard it was like, like, okay, like when it gets that high, like you got to send it back. Cause I just got to make sure everything's cool. Cause like, you know, it's a lot of time on an aerobatic plane, but then today, like send the, send the whole airframe back, let him like do, I guess a thousand hour or, and like a major, major internal inspection and this and that. But I heard today that at 6,000 hours, it's, it's done like bye-bye. So in the manual, the, the manual, and I'm, I'm, I won't be quoting it perfectly, but essentially it has, the aircraft has a 6,000 hour life limit on it to go beyond that requires an inspection by extra itself. Everybody says Walter extra has to inspect it. Okay. Whether he's the one that like actually looks at it, I have no idea, but um, it can't be done by anybody but extra. So you gotta, you gotta ship it, I guess, or fly that. I don't know the logistics. Cause, um, <clears throat> and I put, I had posted on aerobatic pilots. Um, I had talked to uh, uh, Eric extra about this a while back to, to date. Uh, unless it's changed, nobody has had their aircraft come up on 6,000 hours. This 300 L is a very high time of 300 L. I forgot what year it is. It's serial number 50. You got to figure um, like 98, I don't know if it, 97, 98. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, well, that might even be earlier than that. Cause, uh, the, the L that I flew regularly was serial number 63 and it was a 98. Okay. Yeah, so 90, yeah, okay, so maybe 90, 97. 96, yeah. 97. 96? 95 and a half. Um, <laughs> I know that um, Michael Church's midwing is up there, close to 5,000 hours. And, and Susan Bell's airplane, her midwing, is, I think, 4,000 hours oh. up there. So there are some high-time extras. You know, these mid to late 90s extras that are not crashing or not getting, you know, scrapped or, or you know, not flying 30 hours a year are uh are they're they're approaching high time you know if they're if they've been flown hard every year or not hard every year but um even you know if you think about it flying 500 hours a year it doesn't take very long time to get to 5,000 hours that's yeah. 10 years yeah and i wonder right, how that, right? i wonder how that works um 20 years with experimental and certified like certified i'm assuming falls under that umbrella of the 6,000 hour maintenance manual thing but you have an experimental airplane. I, think so. I mean, can you do that? I guess you can. Sukhoi had the lifetime extension, but that didn't really apply yeah. to the States. I wonder how that works in the United States with an experimental extra that's approaching that life limit. Yeah, because it doesn't have a, uh, it doesn't really have a POH and it doesn't really have, I mean, there are inspections that you have to do, but, it, you know, with an experimental, you, you get a lot more leeway. So I don't know. <clears throat> I know. You know, with composites, and I would imagine that this is a composite limitation, not an airframe limitation. And so I'd imagine the focus would go to the wing more than yeah. anything else. Because when they test uh, the wing, wing tail, well, for sure. Because when they test the wing uh, spar and they put it on the uh, jig or what, I don't know what the right term is to get the G limit, um, it's put on cycles, yeah. like how many cycles. So maybe that has yeah. something to do with it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's super interesting. So maybe, uh, maybe we got to contact, uh, JB and, uh, and, and get some info on that. Yeah. You know, it'd be, it'd be, it's interesting because 
you know, for the right, and you know, they're selling for or Chad. Uh, is it? Uh, yeah, Chad's selling it for uh, one fifty nine. So, you know, if you flew fifty hours a year, you're not going to worry about yeah hitting the life limit anytime soon. Yeah. Um. So it'd be a great airplane. Uh, I don't know that one fifty nine. You know, okay, is one fifty nine the the a good price? You know, that's that's subjective. I don't know. Um, it's got six hundred hours on the engine. Okay, yeah. uh, annuals due in in next year. I don't know. Um, that's not a bad. Well, that's not a, that's not a well, terrible actually, asking price. Another thousand hours coming up too. Like we're forgetting about the other the other. Yes. Uh, check. Yeah, because it's shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's another. That's another fifteen grand. Oh man, you I hope, wonder because right? you have no idea. I wonder if the uh, Game Bird maintenance manuals um, available for download because I'd love to peruse that on a trip or something like that and see what the checks I bet are. It is. It's got to be. Yeah, I wonder what, like what their stage checks are because Extra has stage checks, especially if we're in new airplanes. Um, but even so, like you, you know, I wonder if they would post that because it would show you like a lot of cool things I loved about the airplane as far as like the way that the elevators connected, the rudder pedal set up. Um, the get where the gas is located, the rudder stops, mm-hmm. like the plenum. Um, there's I'm, oh man. I mean, I love extra. The NG seems cool, but oh man, like there's a couple things that like I just don't like the way I don't like the, the gear so much on the game bird. But maybe with the single place canopy, yeah. I can get over it. But that's like there's a couple aesthetic things are really holding me back from, you know, choosing, you know, having an easier time to choose a game bird over an extra. But that's just me. Um, I still, as far as being in yeah. an airplane and flying it, um, I enjoyed it. I mean, the elevator, it takes a little bit getting used to, but it wasn't anything like that made the the experience of flying the airplane bad. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed flying the airplane. Um, I, I really want to fly it. Yeah, we should um, call up. Uh, did we have a nickname for Philip Steinbeck? I'm afraid to give him one. Oh, can we call him kick our ass? Can we call him the Golden Ponytail? Goldilocks. Goldilocks. <laughs> yeah, the Golden Ponytail. Pony Boy. Pony Boy. Oh man! Wait, what was that from the outside? Is that the real name? Yeah. No, it's not Pony Boy. Yeah, from the Outsiders. Is it Pony Boy? Yeah, I feel like that's not right. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's Pony Boy, dude. I'm almost positive. Yeah, well, I want to call him up, and I definitely want a spring break next year in Bentonville. Go to local five and dude, five and dime. Let's, <laughs> let's throw a fly cool shit spring break party hosted by Game Bird. Let's do this. Like we can. That'd we'll, be fun. Like we'll go there. And then we'll go to like all the local places and be like, oh no, Philip and Stu told us to just put on their tap. Just <laughs> bought all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> just bought all this shit and had like a party that left. And then, you know, Su- <laughs> Susie and Robert come by and they're like, um, we got to settle up this bill. <laughs> all this food. That's in so funny. <laughs> oh man. That's not a bad God, idea for so Gamer to do. Like open house. Come to Bentonville, like set it up like a contest. Like these are the hotels you could stay at. You're gonna have food, music. Warbirds are gonna be freaking carpet bombing all day. 
<laughs> and um, you can fly to Gamebird. You know, like you got to donate like a couple hundred bucks, to whatever charity, and we'll give you a, a demo flight in the Gamebird. Like, who wouldn't go to s- the Gamebird break? You it's know? fun, dude. Springbird. Springbird 22. Airport open house. Yeah. Yeah. Springbird. <laughs> game of game of Palooza. I like, it. I game, like that idea. Gamebird Palooza. Get Snoop Dogg there. Do you? <laughs> I got a question for you. I got a question be after a fun... your question. Uh, ooh, okay. Uh, whose question do we want to do first? It doesn't matter. I was just, my question is easy. I was All just right. going to say to you, like, if they had uh, Gamebird Palooza and like made like the whole Gamebird community really tight knit and had a lot of fun events every year in Bentonville, would that sway you more to getting a Gamebird than an extra? Honestly, for me, I don't it, think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm not easily swayed like that. Oh, but I like the ecosystem. An aristocrat. You know, if there's a big community of people, <laughs> aristocrat. Hmm. <laughs> um, I I like the ecosystem. You know what I mean? Like the the fact that there's so many extras out there and that so many extras are similar. I like that. You know, whereas yes, Gamebird is selling, they're selling a bunch of airframes, but like, where are they? You know, you don't see them. You know what I mean? It is kind of weird. You don't hear from the owners. They, it's, it's weird. It's, it's really weird. Granted, there's been some NG sales in the United States. Uh, where are those? Right. Where the hell are those airplanes? Why are people so afraid you to know, post? Nobody's shit? competing. Nobody's posting. They're not transparent. I don't mean like that they're hiding. I just mean like whoever they are, they're not out there. They're not putting themselves out there in the airplane. Whereas like, you know, you want somebody like Joe McMurray to buy an airplane, whatever it is, because like, it's cool that we can watch him fly the airplane. And it's like, and if he has a problem, I would hope that, you know, we would get to know about it because he would talk about it. Yeah. Not maybe not on social media, but I know him. Like we all know, tons of people that own extras and other airplanes that we get to talk to like, Hey man, have you ever experienced this? Or, Hey, this was weird today. Um, check this out. And yeah. somebody else can be like, Oh shit. I've, I heard about that. I've never, you're the first one I've actually seen. I, I thought that was a myth. Whereas like, dude, if you have, if you buy a game bird, I feel like you're kind of on an Island. Like who else do you get to talk to? That's the thing. Know. Yeah. I mean, I think that Joe going out there and posting, and I, I know, and he's just got so much, uh, enthusiasm <clears throat> and everything, but you know, just something simple like he did posting and, and documenting his trip. You know, you can't say that maybe somebody else was watching that and being like, Oh wow, it's like a huge deal out, out there. It's a nice setup. Like they're really professional. This isn't some, you know, rink and dink operation. I'm going to go check them out. Cause unless you yeah. see it, you know, cause it's hard to take a trip places and this and that. But <clears throat> when you could see, you know, well, it's what not it's easy to about. get to, ben- to Bentonville either. No, it's not. It's it's not. You got to take a super course air flight there. It's only one passenger. <laughs> <laughs> a super course air flight. <laughs> Five thousand uh, ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's like even. Uh, I just want. It, it is what it is. I mean, the the Walmart. It's 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 there. Like the whole families are. So they invested so much money into this town. You know, which is great because it helps out a lot of people and, and the community and they're, they're putting money into aviation and amongst other things. And they built, they, I don't know if they built, but like they, well, yeah, they built most of the airport, but they, everything is so state of the art there. The, the restaurants are like high end on the field and everything is clean. There's a ton of, it's fucking awesome. So like maybe people seeing yeah. that 
will make them venture out and uh you know go check it out which i i you will not be disappointed if you go there there's no like if you went there dude that's true if you went there and checked it out you would even from all the pictures you've seen and, and what you've heard like you would be you'd become you'd become a gb fan i'm telling you like it's oh, I'm, I'm already a fan i think it would i think it would yeah. it would definitely push me further in the same direction yeah for sure yeah i want to i want to go i want to go fly one we got to talk to Philip. We haven't spoken to him in a while. Love you, Philip. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. We got to send him some, uh, some gloves. Yeah. Send him my firstborn. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask you my question now. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. Um, actually, I don't remember what it was. No, it's a really good question. Well, we were Shit. talking about L's and the wing flexing. We were debating. We we talked about this. Oh, okay. This kind of actually kind of segues into what you were just talking about. The game bird experience, yes, is arguably substantially better than the extra experience when it comes to buying an airplane. And what I mean by that is is you go buy an extra. It's what, what do you want? Pants down, bend okay. over. Give me, yep. Give me the, give me all the money. Give me half a million dollars. And, uh, what color do you want? You have a couple colors to choose from and then, uh, upcharge. Okay. We'll call you in. We'll, we'll call you in two years. Yeah. Oh, you want a third color? Uh, that's extra. Um, <clears throat> and there's no frills. If you want a sweatshirt, uh, you better buy a second extra, you know, then maybe we'll give you a sweatshirt or a hat. No, there's no. Whereas uh, Game Bird, it's no sweatshirt. Come out to Bentonville, meet Philip, meet Stu Walton. Here's some hoodies. Here's some shirts. Here's some hats. Oh, by the way, we're gonna go fly a bunch. Um, we're gonna take your wife up. We're gonna go do formation with a Corsair and a, and a Mustang, and we're gonna go eat and drink and have a bunch of fun over the course of seven days. And then, hey, you know, you wanna you wanna cut a check? Cool. If not. Okay, let us know. We're here. You can find us. You know where to find us. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Say does what? that make you? Does that make you want to buy the airplane more? Yes. Or does that make you want to buy a game bird over an extra? Well, I think it pushes you to buy the. I mean, because let's face it, the game bird is is it's a certified airplane. It's a safe airplane. Um, so it's not like you're doing anybody a favor by buying the airplane. But when they when you go there. And you realize that there is a um, like a community. They're not going anywhere. They're you know you can go back and and see them. Um, you know Philip is a fucking phenomenal dude. So it's great becoming friends with him and and being able to be a phone call away if, if something's up and a flight away if something's up. You know and um, you know it's you you're meeting your your network's expanding. You're meeting people like Stu Walton. And and seeing some really cool planes, so uh, I'm, not, I'm trying to think of the right word. Like it's selling you on not community, but um, not an experience, but um, maybe their brand or just like you're buying into that whole atmosphere. Like once you own a Game Bird, like you're a part of you know Game Bird headquarters in Bentonville. Like you can come there and hang out. Yeah. Like you can go. Yeah. You're. That's what it feels like. You're in the click. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think that's great. I think that's a selling point. Do you think it's like that um, with extra in Germany? Like if somebody German buys that, 
No, I know for a fact that like my friend in Germany bought a new SC and there was no like it was like pulling teeth getting a sweatshirt, which I get. Hey, listen, like it's business and and they're clearly very good at it and they don't need yeah. to give away free shit. They earned it. You know, Walter earned his obviously put in his dues. <laughs> There's no doubt. And, you know, he, instead of giving away f- free sweatshirts, he doesn't. And may, he probably invests that into future R&D and and. Um, you know, factories and shit like that. So like you can't fault the guy for not for, you know, he's got a great product, so he doesn't need to do that. But, you know, Gamebridge just starting yeah. out, I get it. Um, you know, they're, they're establishing themselves and I, I think they've done a pretty darn good job so far, you know, to say the least. Yeah, I agree. I just wish the biggest thing with Gamebird that I wish is I wish that it would get into like the hands of like a Mikey G or, somebody with um some presence on on the market in the air show industry yeah or, you know it's it's for us it's it's for to put it in the hands of somebody in the competition scene like that's such a small small market that you're not gonna sell game birds from that but you know that's why i was so upset it when needs the, to be with a major air show performer yeah that's what was so upsetting with you know the the loss of that four ship team with tucker because i think that god that would have been cool that would have been fucking sweet and i think that I mean, call me an idiot, but there's no doubt that they would have sold at least 25 to 30% more airplanes if they were, uh, I agree. you know, so, um, I'm excited for it. It's not, they're not going anywhere. Joe was saying that they're building more factory space. And I had heard that from somebody else too. Um, I think Philip told yeah, us it's huge. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I mean, I think that's, and they have other planes in development, you know? Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's a, a major, sell, it's a major selling point buying into game bird and being a part of that, that community. Um, cause well, and like you, you buy a pits, like they're not rolling out any red carpet. They're barely able to put the lights on it. American chant or, uh, you know, Aviot. Yeah. Um, and let's face it. Like so when you order most, one, it, most people aren't buying the airplane to go compete at whack. Like there are not, everybody is, is mental. Like there's only a small niche of people that that's a, are mental. Like, it's a 0.01 of already a small, small subset. Yeah. So like, I think it's like the serious thing, you know, like I think serious pilots like have a community themselves. I think that's a, that's part of the selling point that you're buying into. And I think Gamebird, um, you know, it's, it's a fucking like most, everybody for the most part is not going to get everything out of that airplane that it can, that it can give you besides like a Robbie or, or a uh, Philip and and people like that. But like, it's got so much performance and it's got range, it's got speed. And you know, that's, that's, that's a lot. And being based in the U S and then a lot. buying into this community, I mean, you know, putting yourselves in the shoes of like, a well, Joe's pretty mental over aerobatics, so he's hardcore, but like, <clears throat> you know, the, the weekend guy who goes out and, and does some gentleman aerobatics or somebody who wants to go out and just tumble a little bit and, and do some like, uh, you know, torque rolls and vertical, you know, there's nothing arresty style. Like that airplane, it works. It, it fits the mission. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And even, you know, um, and like, it, oh, wait. Joe's obsessed with aerobatics, but I don't know that he's, you know, he, he doesn't have to be the unlimited guy. Yeah. He may not be, he may not even ever do advanced. He just loves this shit and wants to go fly and wants an awesome airplane. That And that totally fits the bill. Not saying that it can't do unlimited or advanced for that matter, but, you know, I don't know that he's trying to go to whack. I don't know that he's trying to make any teams. Yeah. And 0% financing. Dude, it's huge. That's it's huge. I, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, 
I'm I'm kind of teetering even now, like I'm teetering Gamebird over NG. I really am. Cause like, although I love extra, I love I love the way the NG looks and like it looks like it's a it's a true performer, but like it's a two seat versus two seat and like an MX2 is is unlimited capable, there's no doubt. But I don't know if yeah. the NG and um the game bird are highly unlimited. And so like a two seat, like what are you really doing in a two seat extra? Like what's you what are you gonna do? You're not gonna go out up with somebody and start doing outside flicks on on a ver- you know on all this shit. Like you're going out there to have fun, yeah. fly intermediate, maybe play with play around with advance. You know, just a small amount of people that do that, and like having a big community and U.S. based and and having them like, I don't know. There's a lot of check boxes in the plus column with this airplane. I agree. You know, and I think I agree. once you go to the, you got to go to the factory because like I think that would that would really make you think. It really would. I'll go. I'll go if I get a sweatshirt. <laughs> it's funny. I bought a shirt. That's my. I bought shares of Walmart when Joe McMurray went there because I, I had a feeling it was going to buy. I'm like, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to. They got dividends coming out soon. Did it? Uh, did it? Did it? Did it jump up? <laughs> yeah. Did it, it it saw it jump when he went out there. Doubled. Yeah. In, doubled in value. <laughs> freaking. But yeah. Freaking Joey Barbell. No, Bowflex. Joey Bowflex. That's it. Joey Bowflex. Yeah. Joey Bowflex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, the guy um, is huge. Jesus. Yeah. He's huge in every way, man. He, you know, uh, it's so funny. We talk, we talk so much about him on this podcast. He's awesome. He's, he's larger than, he's a larger than life character, man. Do you uh, think that he didn't? Really good dude. I bet you he really didn't fit in the P51 when it went flying and they're like, oh, I guess we got to throw him in the super course there. Yeah, no, there's, dude, the, um, the seat behind the pilot seat in a Mustang is so freaking small. Yeah. It's, like, unless it's a TF where there's dual control, it's so freaking tiny. Yeah, yeah. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm pumped for him, man. And he did it right. He started, started, uh, in a super D got a lot of time in a super D that's gonna, that's gonna yeah. pay dividends big time going into the monoplane. Yeah. You know? I I love it. Yeah, dude. He's he's good. So let's talk about you. You have a you. Oh man, what happened? Do we have to. You got oh up. I, I don't even. I'm not even on Facebook right now. Um, what happened? Tell us. Tell us the congratulatories that you deserve. Oh, I don't know that I deserve congratulatories. It's just um, I don't, um, I'm in upgrade training um on the Airbus right now to uh to be a captain on it. So. I'm up in Seattle doing some training right now. That's awesome. And, uh, it's cool. So you're going to be yeah. like, you're going to have to work then. Oh, I'm doing less. I'm telling these bitches to get my coffee, dude. Like, yeah. hey, bro. Like, hey, hey, little Johnny. <laughs> I'll take uh, no sugar, two creams. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of responsibility. But, um, you know, it's cool. I've, you know, I've been flying the Airbus for years, so it's. Um, you got to work on your welcome. It speech. won't be too bad. That's true. I actually do have to think about that. Yeah. Now. You should make it a little funny. Throw a little joke in there. Like maybe like, and if I fall ill, obviously from the latest news, you can fly this airplane. So don't worry. <laughs> in case you guys haven't heard, uh, you can fly an airplane with no training. So don't worry about me. <laughs> Just hop on up if you need to. If I, if I pass out. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like, yeah, I'm doing that. I like what you did. Uh, you told me you used to do or did is um, you said announce the little kids' names over to PA. Yeah. That's cool. I never seen that happen, but that that's really cool for kids, man. I, I, I really like, um, you know, I remember as a kid, all pre 9 11 stuff, you know, being able to go up to the flight deck and, and talk to the pilots. And I, I remember that stuff and I, I loved flying. I loved aviation. So, yeah, you know, um, I try to, you know, it doesn't happen very often anymore, honestly. Um, when, when people come up to the flight deck, but I'll ask their name, you know, and, and if I can, if I can like give them a little shout out, I'll give them a little shout out. Oh my God. I even let kids, uh, talk on the, on the PA. Really? You know, before. Yeah. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I tell you, these kids are so they're so spoiled on airlines today. I remember being on an airline and still had like the ashtray in it, and then they had like oh yeah, um, they had like three TVs down the aisle that never worked, and we used to just have to like stare. Yeah, the ones that popped that popped up from the overhead or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like they never worked, or like if you had a bad seat, like worked. you couldn't, you had to like get a neck ache, and man, it was brutal going on a trip. You know, so privileged right now, right? Yeah. But like now it's like there are my kids are on JetBlue with like a million channels and like XM and all this shit. And they're like, that's not, I don't need that. I'm going to play Roblox. I'm playing my lap, my app. Dude, when my kids, when my kids watch, like we'll go to a hotel and they'll watch normal TV because we don't even have cable. We just have like, you know, all Hulu, Netflix, Prime. Yeah. Uh, fucking HBO, whatever. And they'll watch normal TV and they'll be like, uh, can you, can you uh, fast forward this? Oh my God. Like, this is a commercial. You hit him with like, the remote. What's a commercial? Just hit him with the remote. Yeah, it, it's it's the funniest. It's the funniest. <laughs> it's, it's just so funny. Kids are funny. Oh my god, it's, it's so crazy. Spoiled. So spoiled. But it like it's remember no Wi-Fi on airplanes. Yeah, that's like I feel like Wi-Fi is pretty recent. It's super recent. Absolutely you know, for us. Recent. It's crazy. Absolutely. Oh my God. It's just, I was thinking about that because we just went to Florida too. And I'm like, man, like, I remember, like, always have, I was uh, the youngest. So I always got, like, the middle seat between my dad and, like, my father's six foot five and, like, 240. They're just jacked up. My brothers are all six foot three, <laughs> you know? And, like, I just remember being, yeah. like, in the middle and being like, oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> and then blows. my dad would always get into a fight with the person. He'd always, like, you said the worst luck on family trips where like the person like he's six, five. So like you can't you remember the seats. It wasn't JetBlue, like extended leg room. It was Delta or American where you had like two inches in front of the seat. And like, he'd always yeah. get that asshole that went like, as soon as the wheels like, you know, went up the seat oh, went yeah. back and it used to like crush yep. his knees. And then like, he didn't give a shit. So he like just hold the seat forward. And then, you know, it'd always be this like, fucking asshole fat ass dude who couldn't defend himself probably anyway so they go like tit for tat back and i'd be like oh my god this is this is the the worst man (laughs) but yeah to keep busy to keep busy on the airline i used to fucking i remember it was so boring like i would be like flipping the ashtray thing up and down like the whole time oh yeah and then my dad like stop go run up and down the aisles (laughs) yeah yeah oh my god that's crazy. I know. Kids, kids now have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too funny. Too funny. Um, well, what? Yeah, man. Well, that's another podcast. I was going to ask you, like, what's what's your most memorable crazy experience? But go into that next podcast. That's a whole fucking thing. 
that's a whole thing. Yeah. Although I don't have, well, I've had, yeah, I guess I do have a few stories, but yeah, you got to think on that. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe, um, the, the main thing, the main thing right now is that this is all taken away from me flying the extra. Not that I want to go fly it a whole bunch, but I really, uh, I have a new helmet to test and that I really want to go fly with a new helmet. Dude, I can't tell you how much I hate you for when that happened. Cause <laughs> that was like the icing on the cake. <laughs> because <laughs> i honestly i had no idea i wonder if like some of our fans are like you knew jeff you know but i honestly had no fucking clue that that happened <laughs> no idea but oh wait no we didn't idea. even tell our our um we didn't tell our listeners i actually i said i have a helmet coming it is yes you do it is on order it is it is going to it's very much on order can't wait can't wait to be a lift lift helmet user Boozer, boozer. Yeah, um, I got to make sure you send me oh. the, uh, I got to talk to Braden. Braden is awesome, man. And like anybody who doesn't yeah, know Braden Lift. He's great. Like not that you have to call him and tell him he's awesome, but he is doing some fucking really cool stuff over there. I can't, we can't mention some of the new stuff that's going to come out. No. But like the kids, he's a young kid working his ass off and um, it's really cool to be a part of Lift. You're crushing it, man. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got to make sure that they send me the one with the shroud because I'll take that shroud off and then see if the, uh, see if it works with the visor there. Cause that's kind of what I did with the bonehead to get away from using the, uh, the expandy strap. Yeah. So, um, who knows? Cause clearance is always an issue. That'd be a great podcast to do. Clearance helmets I'm, and test them out in all different airplanes. You should. Yeah. It's a good idea, actually. Uh, we should do that. Yeah. Did you try on a new one? I did. Yeah. How's it feel? It's great. Same. Oh, it's awesome. Feels the same. Yeah. Same as the other yeah. twelve you have. It's absolutely awesome. It's it, it absolutely it feels it feels the exact same. Um, do you have them like lined up? It's, just to like look at and like touch yourself to. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> do you make sometimes? I just I bring them out of the helmet helmet bags. I'm just like, oh yeah. Do you like do you face like two of the helmets together like that they're kissing and then the other one's like oh excuse me I didn't mean to walk in on you two <laughs> like <laughs> like you know like I like kids play with like dolls and everything how they like make them walk with their hands like do you do that with the helmet like walk the helmet over there <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, I'm such an idiot well I hope I'm entertaining I love it people out there. <laughs> you should name them though I love you have it, so dude. many. Oh, see, you know what? That's the thing is I don't like naming things. Like I don't have a nickname for my airplane. No, I agree I like with that. Things. But this is so full circle that it's cool. It's so, cause nobody has three helmets. It's ridiculous. Like, I feel like once you get the three helmets, you can get names. Cause that's funny. If you had one helmet and you named your helmet, then you, you need to walk into oncoming traffic. <laughs> but three helmets. That's a good point, huh? I mean, well, how many total do you have? Do you still have the Gentex and like Bonehead and everything like that? No, I sold all those. So you own. I have three total. Oh, so you you only have Lyft. I only have Lyft. I and and I mean this. Dedicated. I'm not. I, 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 I'm and I'm not. I'm not saying this just because uh, we have a relationship with them. I I did that because I like the helmet so much. The only reason I got into a relationship with Lyft in the first place was because I liked their helmet so much. Yeah. It's super freaking comfortable, man. Their helmets are just so goddamn comfortable. And 
um, as we come into summer, you know, like I, I constantly get reminded at, at like the bonehead wasn't super hot, although it got warm. But the Gentex dude, the HU 55 that I had was so hot because it was like the the edge roll was like comically large leather and like it got so sticky and hot in the summertime. I'm like, man, this sucks, dude. Yeah. Um, it's amazing that people still use that helmet, to be honest. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a shitty helmet. Yeah. No, it's a it's not good at being a load of shit. That helmet it weighs like, oh, I can't even like, what does it weigh? Six pounds, probably. It's probably five or six pounds with comms in it. It's a really heavy helmet. How do your comms work out in the lift helmet? Like, cause you have, you have, what do you have? Tiger comms with the uh, Bluetooth and A&R? Uh-huh. I, I, I have two helmets that have the Tiger and Bluetooth. So this is why I have three helmets. Oh, don't don't downplay this to make me my, feel better. <laughs> no, no, no. My 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 custom painted helmet. I I custom built comms for that. Um, it's got headsets, ink, ear cups, and I I did the wiring and built that helmet up. Um, just because I like doing it. The white helmet that I have is essentially um, my beta testing helmet. So testing comms for for lift and. Uh, for Tiger at one point, um, that's kind of the helmet that I've been using to, um, to you know, test new new microphone booms or a new mic, um, uh, new microphone itself, uh, different ear cups, things like that, and and just kind of seeing how those play together. And because uh, the idea and things are going to shift, uh, not much we can talk about right now, but things are going to shift a little bit vendor wise. Um, but the you know the idea is to kind of get a a plug and play solution that you can revise, but that things are compatible and finding things that are, are, you know, are compatible or are not compatible with a current setup and things like that. So that's kind of what my white helmet was relegated to was, was beta testing really, you know, getting sent, Oh, here's a new ear cup. Try this. Oh, here's this, try that. Um, and just kind of seeing what works and what didn't. Um, and so I, I kind of flew between those two helmets and um, I'd bring both helmets when I had two helmets, I, when I'd bring both to the airport and I'd use the beta testing helmet. And if I was testing something for the first time, I'd fly it solo and then just make sure, um, you know, make sure everything kind of worked and make sure everything kind of jived together. And if it didn't, which I did have a couple of times where like, I'd have to like, you know, shut down, go grab the other helmet and then go fly. Um, but once things were kind of squared away, um, I would, you know, I'd use the white helmet uh, with student flights and stuff like that. But the, so that, that helmet's kind of sitting at right now. In fact, it's in limbo right now because of testing stuff. So it's, it's kind of an in-op helmet. So in theory, I have two operational helmets um, with the, the carbon helmet with the fixed visor being the new helmet. And I, put, I think it's great. I put, uh, yeah, I, I, no, I, I like it. And I like, I kind of like doing testing. I like testing different things and um, you know, Lyft is is an amazing brand in that they really want feedback and they really, you know, they listened hard about a fixed visor option. It was a it was a big feedback um, point with a lot of people of like, hey, you need a feed, you need a um, a fixed visor. And is this fixed visor perfect? You know, that's that's for you to decide if you order it. It's it's very good. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, and I'm not saying it's not perfect. But um, whether you like the look of the shroud or whether you like the setup or not, uh, that just, it's a, kind of a subjective thing, but it works very well. And, and I think they designed it well. And 
it works well. It, it works really well. And I, I, I can't wait to fly it because I think um, just looking at the visor and, and just kind of wearing it and um, testing the resistance of, of opening the visor. The visor has essentially two stops. It's got full down and full up, but intermediary stops. Um, like if you wanted to just have it up a little bit for breathability or maybe you're, it's fogging up or whatever reason why you maybe want to lift it up slightly, but still have the visor down below your eyes. So, you, you know, your eyes are protected in the sun. The, the resistance there is good enough to where I think, I don't, I don't think it'll move a whole lot. And so I'm going to go test some things like that, which, nice. will, be, which will be kind of fun to test, but I, I think it's, I think it's good. I can't wait. want a, a fixed shroud. It's going to be a great option. I can't wait till, uh, you know, who is able to publicly talk about using the helmet. That's going to be exciting. Me too. In fact, uh, we need to talk to him. We need to reach out to him again. Yeah. It's time. I know he's in full blown work mode. We're going to leave it super cryptic. Yeah. I was, I know he's I was about to like blown, totally give but, it away. Uh, <laughs> you got to watch what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do need to, we do need to do that though. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he has, uh, the exact same setup that I do. So I, I posted, it's a matte carbon with the matte carbon, um, visor. And, uh, he has the exact same one, although it's getting painted. You know what I was thinking about doing um, once mine comes is I guess I could just vinyl, you know, the same cutout, the lift logo. But instead of doing it in that like white, I was going to do it in the green, like my extra. You should absolutely do that. Yeah. No, totally. That'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be super sick. Sick. You should do that. Sick. Sick, bro. I hope that they super have the... Uh, Cause it's a different visor. So I hope they have the gold cause the gold looks fucking, I love the gold and matte carbon. I think they do. Um, you got to look on there. I ordered the blue one. Obviously everybody saw that and yeah. I like that a lot. It's not as easy to, you know, for somebody that likes uh, to switch visors, you know, I have a lot of Aquila, Aquila optics, um, visors, colors to, to swap just for fun, you know, on my other helmets. Um, this one is not as easy to swap colors but um they do have multiple colors i think that i'm almost positive they had gold in the fixed visor setup love it love it in fact if you ordered gold and Braden didn't say anything you, they have it okay i was pretty uh we'll talk about that that's kind of like boring stuff um yeah, yeah i have a little bit of housekeeping okay, let's housekeep i have a friend who is a very very close friend um he's building an rv an RV seven uh, tail. He's been an IO three ninety in it and a whirlwind prop. I'm really excited for him. Um, but they need a finish. He he's, he ordered a finishing kit and they just delayed it till September. I actually texted our, uh, our maple syrup, syrup fan um, about this. And um, cause I, he's friends with flight shops, but he, they said that like the uh, yeah. markets to market and delays are delays, but um, so he has one on order. It's coming in September, but if anybody has one that they're willing to sell to him, um, he would buy it and, um, also give you his place in line for the finishing kit that's coming September. He'd probably pay you a little bit extra on top of it, you know, for the inconvenience. So yeah. So if anybody has a finishing kit for an RV seven, let us know because maybe we'll get a, uh, yeah, you can reach out to, uh, Flycoolshit at gmail.com or, or hit up Jeff um, yeah. directly on social media. Yeah, totally. Um, but Luke was really cool. I texted him late and uh, he got back to me right away. Um, dude, if that guy gets... Dude, how fucking good is that guy flying? It's it's just not even fair, man. It's not fair. <laughs> I can't. I can't. 
<laughs> and plus, like, it's he plays that 300L really. Is he getting really an SC? Funny. I don't know. I think he is. I don't know. I didn't even ask him straight up, but I'm sure he'd tell us if we asked him. But I think he is. Who would tell us? Fuck, man. I need to move to Canada. Make yeah, that money. Tell us. Make that maple syrup dough. I hope that he paints it with like a like whatever color. And it, oh, we already talked about his his paint job, like having hockey sticks as prop blades, and um, yeah, all that denim, shit. denim, denim and, wings, denim. <laughs> Just paint the entire airplane denim. <laughs> That's great, man. That's fucking. <laughs> oh. Canadian little Canadian bacon circles on the wheel pants. Yeah, put like a mounty vinyl like for the wheels. Mounty hat vinyl on the top part of the canopy, like a sunshade, but in the shade. Yeah, <laughs> mounty hat. <laughs> um, I love it. Love Luke. Um, but yeah, and I was gonna say with back to the helmet. Um, first of all, Luke needs to switch to lift. That's before we get off Luke. But um, it's nice having everybody the, does. But I'm biased. Yeah, it's nice having the extra lift helmet because now you can like give it out for demos and stuff. Not to like. I w- yeah, I, I wouldn't give it to much. So, so but like, like, no, no, no. He'd like dirty it up. But like, I brought, I brought, no, I brought my Maj extra would just helmet take it apart to, and try to rebuild it, but it wouldn't get. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, <laughs> it's white. It's white. So anything, anything that he comes in contact with that's that's painted white, he disassembles it and just leaves it disassembled for for a year. Yeah. Knowing him, he'd like take the uh, um, the headset part out and try to like. I don't know, put like a megaphone in there or something something else, something wacky. <laughs> a megaphone. Yeah, I brought I brought two helmets. I brought a, my spare helmet to the food truck flying last year um, to let people try. Yeah. You know what would be really fun? It's coming up. I'm, I can't wait. Huh. If you brought one of the lift helmets, I would actually bring a new one with the shroud. Bring it next time you're flying, flying a, um, an Airbus or whatever and just wear it and take a picture. <laughs> I should. That would be the funniest picture ever. Oh my god! Yeah, but Lyft has a lot of ambassadors. A lot of Lyft ambassadors, which is it was just cool. Um, yeah, I don't know them all. It's cool and not cool. I'll be honest. There's there's some there's a few on there where I'm like, huh, okay. Yeah, I thought I was cooler. You thought we were cooler than them. Uh, I think we are. Can we be? That's, that's for sure. Maybe, what I'm getting at is maybe we need to be reestablished as like a different level there needs to be levels like obviously we would be the top we would be lift lift kings you know yeah and then they can have you know like that lift king lift king um well you would be lift king i'd be probably hopefully i think lift prince are you lift queen then i would be a queen i would identify it as (laughs) i have no problem i will bow down to sponsors And then there's a you know lift whipping boy and um lift whipping boy lift jester <laughs> duke of lift <laughs> duke of lift <laughs> oh my god but yeah there's a lot of them I'm like I want to feel special now I, I want to feel more special I am getting a helmet though well you have you have a helmet coming yeah, yeah. so that's pretty special. I do feel special like that's that. gonna make you you're gonna that's gonna make you feel you're 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 lift king status now i mean you are i'm excited to see well tell me you tell me what did because you told me you ordered a helmet but like what you and you got tiger comms coming 
but uh, and we'll get it all fitted up and stuff, or whatever. Um, or you're gonna do it, huh? Um, huh? <laughs> what did you did you did you did you <laughs> did you did you, uh, did you do the, the shroud? Did you fix visor? Or are you gonna do um, the regular visor? No, the shroud. And then like, um, you know, I was talking to Brandon about this in depth, and a lot of the issues with helmets is clearance. So I know yeah. off the bat the shroud is not going to work in an SC, but if the shroud is easily, I just want to see the the because I can always send the helmet back new and and be like, hey, like I don't want to waste money and just take something and not use it. But I bet dollars and donuts that that shroud um, maybe can be taken off, and the visor can be exposed and very similar. I think it can be. And like I hate. Yes, I don't mean. I think it, it can I'm be. not talking. <laughs> I hope uh, uh, Lyft doesn't mind that I'm saying this, but you know, because people people would have do it done in any way. But getting rid of that shroud is going to give you another inch and a half, um, well, probably inch and a quarter clearance um, to be able to use the helmet. Which honestly, an inch is is well beyond make or break for using an air. Yes, you yes, know? it is. So like, and the helmet's yeah. sick. And like, if you don't like the bungee application or whatever you want, what's the right term for that with the Aquila? Yeah, like their standard visor. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't like using that and you want the fixed visor mount, um, you know, this might be an option uh, for you to do to the helmet because nobody's going to be like, oh, I want I want the shroud helmet, but I'm not going to use the shroud. Give me 50 bucks off. Like anybody who says that can can go straight to hell. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's um, I like having that that pivot point on each side to flip the visor down. Um, as opposed to to lifting it on both sides and you know stretching it out and, and back, I think it's just a little bit easier in a tight cockpit. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait. I'm I'm super psyched. Um, I think a lot of people are going to like it here on the field and on Long Island. Um, and it's funny, like not a lot of people, not a lot of the 65 or 60 plus demo um, know about lift. So like I uh, I had Braden send me out a bunch of the the not magazines, the catalogs and people, yeah. people dig this stuff. I mean, I, it was funny, like a couple months ago I was in the hangar or whatever. And some guy pulled up in the Saratoga and he's like, Jeff, Jeff, go check this out. I'm like, all right. Like thinking like, what'd you get? He goes, and then he like puts his like feet up. He's like, check it out. I'm like, Oh, cool, man. Sliders. Love it. So like, you know, people are ordering this stuff. And I think that catalog kind of speaks for itself. Everything they do is just high quality. And I think people recognize that. Yeah, it's good. It's really good quality stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool if they made like a Cirrus branded shoe. They would buy that. Cirrus pilots buy anything. Absolutely. I'd love to see. Um, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to do to see a Game Bird and an extra branded shoe where like, you know, Game Bird, obviously the colors would have to be black and green. Yeah. You got to do black and green. Yeah. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see that. And I would buy those out of just for fun. You know, because it'd be like, it'd be cool to be like, I'm going to wear my uh, game bird kicks today. I'm going to wear my, ex- like, what would extra be? That's a good question. I don't know. What's the most iconic extra paint job? It really isn't. No. It'd be a hard one to do, huh? It'd be white. You could do mostly white. And then like, <laughs> like if you went old school, I guess you could do like Patty's BF Goodrich. Ugh. You you would wear a check. <laughs> you would wear like a checkerboard heel. <laughs> no, I said that, and I was like, I, I would I would never wear that shoe. Oh my god, 
fucking clown. Never in a million years. <laughs> yeah, no way. No, I think the oh, actual. Cool, you're into ska, huh? Cool. I think the extra shoe would look cool if it was like all white or all black, and then just you know the extra four hundred. You know the logo I put on my tail, which is pretty much off an extra four hundred or extra five hundred. The like the three dashes that yeah. the E, and just have like that, that in like letters yeah. on the side. That would be sick. Done so. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. Or like NG, yeah. like the white shoe and that in red. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to show up to a black tie event with those cool. kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like lifts should make wheelie shoes. Be so too, rad. By the way, for like a round contest. <laughs> what a dork! How how much of a dork would we be rolling around at Heelys, dude? Oh my god, I'd love it. I'd fucking. Uh, Extra branded Heelys. Can you imagine that? Like, imagine like Don G. If any, well, let me just explain wheelie shoes to people that don't know all the uh, boomers out there. Um, wheelie shoes is basically a, a sneaker and it's got um, a, like a skateboard wheel that gets, you know, inserted on the bottom and kind of clicks in a little bit. And you basically lift your toes up and it, and it basically the ground only has contact with the wheel now and you roll around and they call them wheelies. Right. Good explanation. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can you imagine yep. like, <laughs> imagine Donji getting lift wheelie shoes and like being on like on the ramp with all the air show guys and just doing circles around Rob Holland. <laughs> just talking shit. They're like, they're like all talking, you know, they're like, all, like maybe they're like, like briefing something, you know, like opening ceremony, like, Oh, Hey, like let's all fly together. We'll like all zip around the skydivers, you know, this and that, this and that. And they're like, all right, cool. All right. Well, and then Mike's like, Hey, I got to roll. And then he just like zips <laughs> off on his heelys. Obviously his would light up, but like, um, yeah. <laughs> Because they they have wheel and strobes in it. Yeah, like LA LA lights. Over those shoes called. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. L. Yeah. Was it LA lights? Oh, we should get dude, them a pair. Shit. All right, you talk. Let me Google. <laughs> dude, that dude. Those were the shit. Or like, imagine the Don. You know, walking the sequence in wheelies. Oh my god, dude. That would be so funny. All right, let's see here. That would be so funny. LA lights shoes. Uh, not bad. 40 bucks. Okay. Well, I can't believe they still make them. Stand by Don. I <laughs> 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 oh, to get Amazon primed. Oh my God. Yeah. We're, there's so many to choose from, man. We got to really think this one through. Oh man. We sent him a, um, Avi sport glove. To try. Did we hear back on that? Um, we did. Our gloves are not fireproof, so I actually have um, a email uh, message into our representative uh, to see about getting some uh, Nomex type material that's lightweight, which I'd be hard pressed to see if they do because the whole goal of this was to do like a summer spring and glove that is lightweight and grippy, um, and I think that those two. Um, needs don't aren't available in a in a fireproof type material no you really got to pick one and on you know uh we were talking about this with rob holland too um i like the sparkle gloves i like you know alpine star and like um radical race gear those gloves that i had with the skeleton outline for a while they were all you know fire retardant um sfi race gloves and i i used to do track events in cars so like that's kind of the world i came from and it's interesting to see like how these worlds blend, right? You know, people wearing Alpine star flight suits 
you know, and shit like that. Um, basically race gear, right? Fire retardant race car race and motorcycle race gear. Um, and I, I like those gloves for the purpose that they serve, but when you're looking to make a lightweight ergonomic glove that like you forget that you have on, but you just want some grip and you don't want to callous your hands. I don't know how you do that with a fire retardant glove. I really don't. And and there may be a way, but I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's okay. Yeah. I really, I think it's okay. I think, um, and dash garnet, they don't have, it doesn't have, if if, (laughs) people like us, Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, I'm going to try to look into it, but, uh, most likely Don G it's, it's a, it's a no go on Nomex, which, uh, but well, I'm curious if you like them anyway, you know, if you got to fly with them. No, I'm, I'm curious too. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you like when I first, so what's funny. Um, oh, and I forgot to talk about, I got, I got a new freaking parachute too, dude. It's been motherfucking Christmas up in the Pollard household. It's rain, I forgot about that. Rain too. sponsors. <laughs> it's just rain and shit. Um, so when I first got, when I first kind of was like, you know what? I want to be in control of my safety a little bit more teaching aerobatics. And this is when I was te- teaching at flight schools and um, other people's airplanes and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy my own chute. I'm not going to rely on flight school parachutes anymore. Not, not because I had any kind of, uh, not that any, uh, there was no event that happened. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, you know, these guys are packing it. I've never seen a flight school pack. parachute that wasn't ready as fuck. They're just ratty. I mean, they get used all the time. Yeah. Dude, it, okay. I will tell you guys the one of the worst things on the planet, uh, being a flight instructor, being an aerobatic flight instructor more specifically, and it's August, all right, and it's 2 p.m., and you grab a parachute, and it's soaking Ugh. fucking wet. No way. You from the previous on? guy. And there's and there's no dry shoots, and you're like, this, this is the worst. Ugh. This is the worst day of my life. Um, that's not really what that really sucked, but I was just like, you know, there, these, these shoots get a lot of use there. There, I, I would like to bring my own shoot in. It's clean. I have the chain of custody. I, I get to choose who repacks it. I'm in control of it. So like, then I bought a softy, um, which is a great shoot. And then I started like, okay, the helmet thing. Like I used to hate helmets. I still think they look pretty cheesy, but I'm like, you know, <sighs> being brain dead is, is even more cheesy. And I do make enough money to where like I uh, doing this shit is a liability. Like, do I want to, do I want to like bang my head and get a concussion and not be able to fly as an airline pilot? No, No, I don't. So I better start looking at that. So that's kind of when I went down the rabbit hole of, of helmets and then gloves was kind of the same thing. And you know, I'm not a real big flight suit guy. Um, I'm still not. And maybe, maybe, as the days go on, I will become that person that's like, you know what? I am going to fly in a Nomex flight suit. But um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to buy Nomex gloves that are fire retardant, and um, you know, at least then if a fire breaks out in the cockpit, I can use my hands to get out. Right? Maybe my my feet might be on fire, but at least I can use my hands to open the co- the canopy and and undo my harness and get out. Hopefully, so I, that's kind of like how I got into the safety gear that I have. And um, if you think about it in those lines, like, yeah, this glove is not going to meet those demands, but a lot of people wear a golf glove or wear some other kind of gloves. And they're just like, I just want something a little grippy. My hands get fucked up. Um, 
I want something with a little grip and something that's going to protect my hand. I don't, I don't care about the safety element. Not, and not to say that somebody doesn't care about safety, but like if you're not wearing a glove, does that make you more unsafe? Are you saying, are you foregoing safety because you're not wearing a glove? Well, maybe the people that wear safety gloves would argue that, but I don't, I don't think I would argue that. I would just say that, you know, maybe you're not a glove wearer. Well, a thin glove like that might make you a, a glove wearer. And at least hey, it provides, yeah, there's not a safety element to it so much as it is just not jacking up your hands. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, so it, I think it does co- go in two different categories. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> yeah, what you're, I think what you're saying is, you know, it's a solution to a problem that people have, you know, as far as, you know, yeah. respiration on their hands and, and, uh, yeah, and it depends on what problem you have, right? It depends on what, what problem you're trying to solve. I mean, you wouldn't wear, you know, kind of goes to the helmet stuff. Like, you know, are you wearing a helmet to, what are you wearing a helmet for? Are you wearing a helmet to protect your hearing? Are you wearing a helmet to really protect your head in a crash? Or are you just w- wearing a helmet that would provide some impact resistance? So, that's a so great, your skull doesn't that's crack. That's a great question. The shell cracks. So like, what are your, I don't want to say fears, but like what, let's say two. So what are two instances that you think of of why you think it's important to wear a helmet honestly i think the greatest the 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 highest likelihood of a helmet becoming beneficial is is a situation where you would knock your head against the canopy your harness breaks um you slosh your head wrong you know like uh, we've seen a couple examples of this of people putting their head through the canopy uh when somebody else does a snap roll and doesn't tell them yeah that's that's Happened several so times. Canopy related. Uh, canopy related. Uh, bird strike, Ooh. maybe. Um, you know, some, something to that nature. Uh, but I really, I worry more about that, like that kind of side to side. Okay. I think is the most, I don't, that's not what I worry about the most, but I think that's probably what, if anything were to happen. I knew somebody that um, was in a, a, a T6 in a pretty violent ground loop, a high speed ground loop on the ground. And he got a concussion so bad that he lost his medical because he hit, he hit the side of his head on a canopy. So I, I do kind of worry about that and it doesn't take much, you know, and, and we've seen a couple of close calls where harness have failed. And I think we've talked about who that was. Um, somebody we tend to talk about a lot on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, thank goodness he was okay. Oh, he's lucky. Cause he could have not been okay. Very lucky. He's so lucky. So fortunate, so lucky. Thank goodness he's still here because that could have been really bad. So I, I, that's kind of, yeah, I would say, I would say more of hitting my head. Yeah. You know, maybe an impact, maybe, uh, I knew somebody, well, it's always like, know somebody who knows somebody. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in the pits, I, this is really back when I was flying the pits and I, I just remember looking at that, that seam on the, on the, the dash, and people had told me horror stories of people crashing in the pits and scalping themselves on the front seat. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, in the, in the, on the front dash. And it's like, Oh, like uh, any helmet, any kind of helmet, whether it's, you know, bonehead, Gentex, lift or, or otherwise, uh, would protect against that in some way. Yeah. Right? No, totally. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where I, do I, do I think it's going to be like, do I need, when I need to bail out and hit my head on the tail? No. But it's more of like, okay, when am I going to hit my head? You know, and you never know. Yeah. No, those are. Brake locks up. At, what, what if a brake locked up at 70 knots, you know, and it, and it spins you around, you know? Yeah. And um, that's a pretty unexpected and violent thing. End up upside down. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Um, yeah, because you never know. And especially like if it's not so much, I mean, there's just so many things that can go wrong that can, can knock you out. But, you know, I know um, a certain person that um, is still alive today because of a, a helmet. Well, actually a couple people when I think about it, but, you know, um, but basically <clears throat> the end of the story is that the, um, the uh, panel had a line going down the middle, which is from his helmet. And, um, you know, without it, it's just, why not wear it? If, if you can do it, as long as it's not, you know, impeding on safety where it's a Gentex that weighs 10 pounds and you're trying to do flicks and yeah, it's a lot of weight to, to put on your noggin. But um, just get a lightweight yeah, one. It is. Yeah, and and you know that's that's kind of the thing. It's like um, bonehead doesn't really offer offer much impact resistance. But if you're not looking for impact resistance, if it's more like I just want something, I want a layer between what is hitting me and my head. Yeah. That it, that the helmet serves a great purpose. It's a very low profile, lightweight helmet. But it's not it's not gonna offer like absorption. You know what I'm just you know, thinking? A blunt force impact. Huh. Is um with lift, we should tell them like, you know how what was really cool with MX is um they offer an option. It's this circular thing where it it you can mount a it's like a easier mount for a GoPro. But I wonder if if Lyft can make it an option for their helmets to um have it as an accessory to install, like obviously an upgrade. Um, or upcharge rather to, for a GoPro mount, like a side mount on a helmet. That's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. I'm an idea, man. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Just like have it there. So you don't have to do a sticky. It's just like, it's a hard mount with that. Yeah. You know, maybe like, yeah, whatever, however they want to design it. But the idea is that you don't have to use a sticky and it's already in the right spot and mounted and, Yada, yada, yada. I like that idea a lot. I love it. How cool would it be too with helmets if the visor was like Google Glass where like you can see um, like synthetic vision? Dude, that, that stuff like, I mean, think about the practicality of a HUD. I'm telling you. In a, in a visor like that. Especially for aerobatic pilots. Because like, I'm always scanning like whenever I can. You know, oil pressure, oil temp, um, obviously airspeed altimeter, but mostly like, you know, oil pressure, oil, oil temp, just making sure everything's running good. And, um, yeah, you know, having that on a, on a hood, that's got to be like fucking crazy money, though. That's got to, I can't even. Yeah. But then you're adding weight to the helmet with all the electronics in it. So. Or maybe that is true. Maybe because I don't. I never tried them, but Google has those glasses. Maybe you can just wear the glasses. Um, I don't know. You know where I'm going with it, though, right? I know where you're going with that. Yeah, it could happen. Catch my drift. It could. It could. There could be some useful stuff. I can. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Oh man! So what is people going to call um, you, Captain? Captain. Hell yeah. Are you going to tell you, what are you going to tell your first, first officer if he's like some like new guy, first time working in a shift and he's like, hello, Captain Pollard. And you're like, no, call me this. Gonna I'm going to ask him if he's seen any gladiator movies. <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? Do you know Joey Bowflex? Do you know Joey Bowflex? <laughs> you imagine. Sit down, Timmy. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about something. <laughs> 
man. Can you imagine if you drop that on them at like a serious thing? Like they sit down and they're like, hello, hi, Captain Powell. You'd be like, hello, uh, whatever. Um, and then you got talking for like a minute, then and it's your turn to like bring up a conversation topic. So it's like, oh, I was talking to my friend Joey Bowflex. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bo, Joe Bo. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like that. <laughs> Joe Bo. Oh, man. Joe Bo. Who's going to be the total gem? The next person that's in great shape is going to be a total gem. Total gem. Total, yeah. total gem Joe. <laughs> total gem Joe. Uh, God, it works. So everything. funny, dude. I was laughing about the, uh, yeah. the whole Super D with the cables and turning that into a bow flex and doing like chest flies. <laughs> oh, so funny, dude. God, I tell you what. Uh, has, there, has there been a better community time than now with – between the Facebook pilots uh, or Facebook page um, podcast and then the, like kind of the tone of contests right now. No. Has there been a better time? California is killing it too, by the way. California is killing it right now. They're, they're really crushing it. West man. coast is really um, laying it down. Yeah. We were supposed to have Miko on uh, tonight, um, but we ran into some technical issues uh, to talk about. Uh, but we said no. Yak, yak whack. <laughs> he said no, but he refused. Um, so we're gonna get him on next week. Yak whack, but uh, I like that. Yeah, man, yak whack. Ah, oh, did you just make that yak up? Whack. I did. Wow, I coined it. Impressive. In fact, I think that's probably what we'll call next week's episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're supposed to get. How could you not? Miko on, and uh, yeah. I don't know anything about yak. We'll get Joe back on too. Maybe well, that's gonna be the. That's kind of the fun thing, dude. Like, is I mean, it'll be a great learning experience because he's been such a. Uh, He's really spearheaded um, putting a team together um, and flying the yak for a long time. So, you know, it'd be kind of fun to talk about flying um, the yak from an aerobatic standpoint and then obviously talk about worlds and and what what this is entailing. Yeah. It's exciting. No, I'm pumped. It's pretty cool. I'm pumped. Yeah. And I want to get Bobby yeah. Holly back on. It's been too long and I want him to give us an update it's on been whack. too long. On wackity whack. Don't talk back. That fucking guy. Dude. We, so we were all texting. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> we were talking about, huh? Did you hear wackity whack? Don't talk back. That's another good one. We're like killing it with. Oh, I like that. Today. That is that is good. Sorry, that is good. I had a, we get some good names. God, great podcast. No, so do you remember how we were we were kind of talking to him about the game bird and stuff? And I and I, I asked a question. <laughs> <laughs> I asked. I was like, Rob, like from your experience flying the game bird, like you know, uh, what what like phase of flight or like what flight regime? Uh, yeah. You know, it was like. <laughs> The game bird, like super unstable or like, or you're worried about it's going to depart when you don't want it to or this and that. And he's like, I always fly departing. <laughs> like, yeah. At that cool, man. At that point, I imagined you like the, <laughs> you were like the Pac-Man dude that just got killed. Like, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I sat down. I was like, I was like, well, all right, well, that's my time folks. Yeah. I, I got to hang everything up. Yeah, cancel Facebook and podcast is done. No, it was it was so funny. God, that was such a fucking boss. Text. And he was, was probably so funny. he was probably serious too because he's fucking Bobby Howell. No, I don't think he meant it as like I I don't know that he meant it the way that I took it. Absolutely, just like if how he's flying it is absolutely would absolutely make sense. Which is actually a, a kind of an accolade to the gamer. It's like he if it sounds like it was doing exactly what he wanted it to do all the time. You know, I wonder. I wonder, um, I would, I would like, 
I'm like stumbling here. What would be a really cool question to ask Rob is, um, this is so hypothetical, but what if Gamebird went to Rob and was like, hey, Rob, we're going to um, give you a Gamebird to use for two seasons. Keep it at the end. Plus, we're going to give you um, I don't know, a half million dollar a year. To, and we could put whatever branding we want, like Walmart can fucking brand it up with whatever sales they're having. You know what I'm saying? Do you think he would keep, he would obviously keep his MXS, but do you think he would take that deal? I mean, he'd have to, right? I don't know. What if, what if Philip was like, we're going to write fuck Van Halen all over the airplane. Oh, duh, never. He would never take it. <laughs> Just on principle. I want to see, I'm dead serious. I mean, we've, we've, we have beat this idea uh, to death. But we, it, a game bird has to go into the hands of an airshow pilot that is going to give it good visibility. Um, Skip through we, it. It was going down that path, <laughs> sort of. Dude, ooh, Skip would be a good one. I know. Oh, he's such a biplane guy. I don't know. Skip man. would be a really good one. We got to talk to Skip. There's a lot of airshow pilots out there that could that would that would really give this airplane um, a good showing. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. We already said that. Sammy Mason. That would have been amazing. Sammy, Sammy would have been. Yeah, he great. would. He would have brought a lot of fun into that. Because um, you know, if you could, if you could really take Sammy, like, give him a full ride. You know what I mean? Like, really put some Walton money behind it, yeah. right? Like, like a million dollar or two million dollar a year budget. And then obviously, you know, back in the day, those big budgets like were for the airplane, right? But like, if you could support an entire team. Full-time airshow pilot. So you get paid a salary. You get, you know, X amount of people. They all get paid a full salary. It's a full-time job to run this machine that is you as an airshow pilot. You have a PR team. You have a media team. You're you're pumping out shit twice a day, every day, game bird. Dude. It would be huge. I just thought it a perfect person. Ooh. You're going to be like, shit, you're right. I... I can't believe I didn't think of that. All right. So I'm excited to hear this. So he's, this is going to be, so he's going to do like 12 shows. He already has a job. Uh, This isn't hypothetical. Um, He's, he is one of the best aerobatic pilots in the country. He can fly four minute free. Okay. Flying a resty. Super fucking professional. will represent any brand you need to like, it's, he's like, he is, like a, a Don G um, protege, meaning like, like if he went that route of arrow shows, it would be like Don G Goody Thomas. Okay. Yeah. I, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, it's gotta be Goody. That would be sick. Right. He would kill I it. if he has any desire. He's, he's done air shows, right? Yeah. He was stars of tomorrow. No, no, but I mean, like, even like, yeah, he's. Um, I, I'm sure he's, that, he's like done he, some shit. His four minute free is, is yeah. good enough, trust me. But and also, he, yeah, a little bit of a housekeeping. He's not selling that SC. I got a screaming text from right. him, cursing me out. <laughs> Did you really calling me some some wop guinea bastard? Telling me that. Oh wow, he went there. No, he was, who knew? Hold on, let me read it. No, no, I don't. Just kidding. <laughs> People are like, "Oh my god, Goody!" <laughs> wow, Goody Thomas is super racist. Um, because uh, I'm not selling the extra. LOL. Just getting started. 
And then I fainted. Hell yeah. Orgasmed. And then responded. Just, just fucking <laughs> big dick energy. Yeah. So um, I didn't think he was selling. Like, I don't, I guess the words get there. No. But I was talking, because I'd been talking to him and like, he's training. He's fucking flying. That guy, I would imagine Goody is really going to show up to nationals and, and bring it. Because now at least, not that not that there was pressure, and granted, he, he had been out and, um, God, he made a hell of a showing. Um, but at least now without team selection this year, there's a little bit of pressure off to make the team and he can just go fly his ass off. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's wrong with just winning nationals though? Like why is the focus always, I mean, Rob's probably cursing Nothing. me out right now. But like, what's like the, it takes a little bit away from nationals and like nationals is a big deal. I think nationals should be, I think nationals should be the biggest. I think the, I think nationals should be the highlight of an aerobatic competitor's career. And that worlds you go there for a team effort. Obviously you're flying yourself. You can't fly as a team, but like, I think it should be more of like, you know, it's like, I guess, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I almost look at it as like a, a NBA player going into the Olympics or something like that. It's like, you know, the Olympics are kind of bigger than what you're doing, but like winning an NBA championship, I would imagine would be bigger than winning like an all-star. There are certain people, team thing, you know, I don't that, know. there are certain people that I look at that are doing the worlds and I'm like, yeah, man, like you, you train your fucking balls off. And like, if you can just my stupid amateur opinion, but like, yeah, if you keep training like this, all the time, you know, getting coaching, like there's no doubt, like you could put yourself in the running. That's just how it is. But like, sometimes you got to be realistic and it's like, Hey, like, you know, it, like in my case, like, like I can't, I don't see myself going to walk in unlimited anytime soon because I just don't have the time to dedicate to, to being on that level of like the French and the Russians that have not only experience, Shit. but like unlimited coaching. So like, I'm not going to time and money. Yeah. If I'm not going to, I'm not going to enter something at that level if I don't think, you know, I got a shot. I mean, that's just, that's what competition's all about. Like, why put yourself in the running if you know you're not going to win? Um, and like, yeah. I won't. I, there's no, I can't compete with that. Um, but like, well, it's a monumental, monumental undertaking even before you leave U.S. soil. You know, that's what's so, you know, it, it would actually be really cool. I don't know how, how good it would do, but like, you know, that guy, the Twilliger that made 1 6 right it would be really cool if he did a documentary on like the road to whack because to watch what like, like Rob basically he granted his air shows are, are not um, necessarily conducive to practicing uh, to compete, but I don't think it, I don't think it's a hindrance. I think he just flying, he gets to fly every day and try to be better than the day previous. You know, he's always flying. He's in a, whether he's at a training camp or he's coaching, he, yeah. he eats, sleeps and breathes this stuff. AJ, same thing. Uh, you know, um, so many of these guys are just, well, I think the, um, I mean, it's just, it's, in, it's an insane pace. It's a fever pitch all year long yeah. to try to get ready to go. And that's, that's even before you disassemble your airplane to ship it. I think it would be an amazing documentary to watch uh, the U S unlimited team for a year. Well, I think that, I think it would be an incredible documentary. You know, him flying air. I think it's a blessing and a curse because I think him flying air shows, you know, gets him off of a rusty and then it's going to, you know, because air shows teach his competition guys bad habits, you know, I think. Yeah. And so like, you know, flying air shows and having to practice, you know, because he he's an idiot. He practices his routine, his air show routine. So I think that like at that level and like, you know, he's a super educated man. 
um, you know, it's, it's two completely different styles of flying. And I think it's a challenge to, you know, to snap back from one to another at that level. Like you can get a guy that like flies air shows and then goes and, you know, competes in advanced or like intermediate, like you get that, but like, you know, he's going to be the best in the world. So like going to be, you know, training to be the best freestyle pilot or air show pilot and then training to be the best arrestee pilot. I mean, that's, that's kind yeah. of like a, um, understated task that like, you know, I'd love to ask him because, you know, hopefully he's not humble. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's fucking hard. Like, you know, I'm working on inside tumbles and like non-precision types. Well, it's precision, but it's not like, you know, quarter and 45 and 90, you know, it's a different type of precision, I guess. But like, it's, yeah. I can't imagine it being maybe to him. It's easy, but I don't know. But like, it's a great question. Great topic. Yeah. You know, I wonder if, if enough of the U S team, well, I guess you just, it'd just be so hard to do, but it'd be amazing to see if they could adopt the French style of training. Yeah. I think a, it's, it's all money, man. I think it, you, uh, yeah. You know, you have to, what are, it really has to be state sponsored. Yeah. And like, what are those accounts that like when you dump a shit ton of money in and, and live off the dividends where you can, you know, you pay off the dividend, you use the dividends to pay for everything. And it's just, it self funds itself pretty much. Yeah. 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 There's a special, yeah, you need enough money to do that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we got a lot of qu- great questions for future guests, especially like, you know, my question to Philip is like, you know, are you guys interested? Is Gamebird interested in, you know, sponsoring a solo act and, 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 you know, getting that Gamebird across the country or, you know, what, uh, maybe you guys are going a different path than marketing the, uh, the airplane, you know? Well, and I guess, you know, without, with, uh, being, being cryptic or being general, I feel like they started to kind of dip their toe and going that route and it backfired tremendously. Um, that people don't know about, but you know, you kind of on the other side of that coin, you kind of look at the demographic and there's nothing wrong with this. I, you know, I argued in the, in our, one of our group chats the other day about this. It's like, if the demographic of people that buy the game bird are people that, that love aviation and just want kind of a fun, sp- they want the Miata, right? Yeah. Obviously a game bird is way more capable than uh, somebody that, you know, the typical Miata driver quote unquote would, would, would take it to, but like, Hey, you want an aerobatic airplane? You want something that's really capable, very robust and strong and safe. Um, and you're going to do nothing more than recreational aerobatics in it. And then you want a plane that can like zip down to uh, uh, an overnight somewhere. Oh yeah. That's a great airplane. Oh yeah. Well, that's a fantastic we'll for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that, that, that may be the demographic that they're going for people that have a lot of money that, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, if you have a lot of money and you want to compete, great, go compete in it. It'd be a great airplane. Yeah, so like, you're, but if it's, talking, if it's just like the, Hey, you want a fun airplane? Yeah. Like midlife, midlife yeah. crisis type people. Yeah. You know, um, you know, people like Joe, like it's Joe. If Joe never went beyond intermediate, he wouldn't even need a soup, anything more than a super decathlon, but it's like, Hey, he wants to, he wants the next level of airplane. Who knows where he'll go with it. He, he can go wherever he wants with it. He's so driven and, and, and talented, but, uh, if he doesn't, Hey, that's okay. You know, he's probably one of those I mean, guys that gets up you know, early. 
Oh, he's up at four in the morning. Like eats, drinks 12 eggs, 12 raw eggs. And then just like pre-workout lifts, lifts, lifts a freaking crane, a a crane bumper or like a, like a, like a, a bulldozer tire over his head, you know, 50 times. You mentioned him being your doctor and like, you're already scared to go to the, the, the oral surgeon. Like nobody likes going and getting anything done in their mouth. And like this guy shows up and he's, and like, he's just like, Oh my God, is he going to rip my jaw out or (laughs) please don't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, he goes to like point to something on the wall and his like his shirt, his bicep rips his shirt. He's like, Oh, I was like, uh, Oh, this is my favorite type of surgery. I get the pull teeth and he's just, his veins popping out. Just he's not even using like tools. (laughs) He's using his fingers. He cracks his knuckles. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he's so strong he just flicks his finger and the tooth like at the tooth just flicks the tooth off <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god oh my god jeez i love it i'm gonna no i love i'm it. gonna send my kid yeah. to him i hope he does this well he's not a, he's an oral surgeon right uh-huh. so he doesn't do i believe that's what i believe that's the title but he doesn't is braces oral surgery or is that dentistry? I don't know. That orthodontist, right, does braces and stuff. I, I don't know if that's what he is. Or Maybe he can make like um, a, a special, what do you call that? Um, like where, where somebody would do something. Um, oh, my God. I'm like. Like a, like a recommendation or something? No, I want him to do, if my kids ever need braces, I want, to, I want him to do it. And I, I bet he'd just do it. And just have them be scared to death. So, so this way they always brush their teeth. <laughs> oh my God. I bet you listen to be a little shit. All his patients definitely floss every day just in fear. Oh yeah. <laughs> listen, I told you, you, you know, I saw you six months ago. I told you to floss. I'm seeing you now. If I have to tell you to floss one more time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If I, if you get gingivitis will be the worst, the least of your problems. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you you think you have plaque buildup now? Just just wait till you see the buildup. You can see that I bring black and that was a bad black one. and blue buildup right around your eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna be flossing something, and it's not gonna be teeth. Oh my god, it's like that Home Alone part. Is this toothbrush approved by the American Dental Association? <laughs> oh my god, Joe Joey Bo Joe Bo. Jobo, Jobo. All right, let's get the hell out of here, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. You, do, you have any, do we have anything else? Uh, no, just the uh, if anybody knows a RV7 finish kit that would s- help somebody out tremendously. Um, it's like a father son project, so you'd be uh, making memories, and you would get. Oh, I love get it. one again. It's on order, and I'm I'm sure he would he would throw in a couple extra bucks, um, to to make it worthwhile. Um, but yeah, uh, that would really be cool, but. You never know. I'm asking around everywhere, just putting out feelers. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. There might be somebody out there that has one that's like, hey, I'm not even close. And uh, I can wait till September or longer. So, um, yeah, hit up Jeff directly or flycoolshit at gmail.com for that. Yeah. And, and then congratulations, um, Captain. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. I really love that. I'm look- coming, to a, coming to a city near you. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Yeah, document the first flight. Oh, that's cool. Let's go full full influencer. I can't even say it. Like my mouth, my brain doesn't (laughs) even allow me to like say, say, 
say it in a sentence. <laughs> ah, I have no desire, no desire yeah. to be an influencer, but yeah. Um, yeah. So that's sweet. Appreciate it. Um, what else? Thank you to lift aviation guys. Uh, I'm, I haven't flown with the new carbon helmet. Um, I did a, uh, I put a comms install video out on YouTube. I'm going to put an unboxing video out. Um, I've put a bunch of pictures out already, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's freaking badass. It's not, um, the weight difference is, is negligible between the carbon and the fiberglass shells. Um, but it, it looks so freaking good, man. It, it, it's so damn comfortable. Yeah. I'm super excited to go fly with it. So are you using your, uh, I'll give a report back your iPhone to photograph it with those pictures. Yeah. That's incredible. Dude. dude. How good. That's incredible. This came out really good. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. The iPhone in raw, raw mode, uh, or whatever Apple calls it, Apple raw. I don't know, but, um, uh, dude, it's, it's, how do you get, how do you quality. get into raw mode for a freaking phone camera? Uh, what iPhone do you have? Um, it's like three years old. I don't know that you have it. It's on like the, tw- I think the 12 and the 13. If you don't know what it is, you can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah. It, it took some incredible, um, really, really good shots yeah. um, of the helmet. But um, we'll give a report back and then can't wait for you to get your helmet. Um, yeah, me too. And if you want a helmet out there, liftaviationusa.com. Um, you can't use the promo code FlyCoolShit for the helmet, but the IAC has a helmet promotion. Um, and I think it's like 10% off, which um, it might even be 15% off. But if you go to um, the IAC website, uh, you can scroll down and click um, – there's an article in like in the news updates um, column to uh, go check it out. And the, the discounts automatically applied. So you can just order right from there. Helps the IAC out. Uh, obviously supports Lyft. Um, the Lyft is, uh, that's another thing I'll say uh, before we get off here. Lyft has been absolutely awesome. Braden and, and Todd have been incredible at supporting local IAC contests. Um, they they want to work uh, with the IAC for nationals. They're really, really involved in trying to be um, a partner uh, and and support you guys out there uh, flying uh, contests with giveaways. Um, obviously, supporting uh, the the gear. You know, uh, want to see the sh- the shoes and the helmets um, in circulation and 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 see people use and enjoy those. But they've been really great. Uh, a lot of raffles. Lyft is like whenever there's a raffle, an IAC raffle, they're they're in. They're yeah, in the mix. They're there. And they they love it. So I got to give a huge shout out to them for that. Um, and so go, yeah, go buy a helmet, go support the IAC, uh, go to IAC.org, right. Um, and, um, uh, scroll down to, uh, the helmet section. Sweet. Um, you can also use the promo code FlyCool shit to get 25% off. Yeah. Order something. Order, s- of, order uh, something. other stuff. Come on. Order something. Order some shoes. Keep it going. We need to make a FlyCool shit shoe. We need, we need enough stuff to sell at Lyft so that Mark and I have our own tier of, um, above, yes. above all these other people. <laughs> with Lyft. Can we make a, an FCSU and we call it Fly Cool Shoe? <laughs> and we'll sell them individually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to save up, save up for the second yeah. one. Yeah. Um, buy some shirts, flycoolshit.com slash merch and uh, support the podcast by uh, buying some shirts. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And we have a countdown. Countdown. I mean, we don't really have an exact date, but I think it's safe to say be before June 1st, um, the uh, the glove is going to be available. 
We're getting real close, guys. Yeah. We have uh, all the shipping stuff is on order. Come in here. And um, samples got sent out. Um, the product is available to be reordered. I mean, everything is there. So, like, just a matter of uh, getting the Shopify all settled up and some uh, some feedback. And, and we'll be good to go. And you guys can can sport it up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's exciting. Pumped. Sweet. Well, hopefully next week we'll have uh, Miko on to talk about Yak Worlds. And until then, we up out of here. Yeah. And if you're by Gamebird, buy Gamebird. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're if you're in the in the greater Arkansas area, head on over. Use promo code. Buy yourself use promo Gamebird. code fly cool shit for zero percent off. <laughs> <laughs> and probably and probably be uh blacklisted but you know that's that's a story for another time um all right guys we'll catch you next week Later. thank you for listening to another episode of fly cool shit be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com subscribe rate and review the show on itunes and spotify any questions comments or feedback shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com 